Well, hello out there. Hi, this is Bobby from Real World Podcast. I'm here with Brian. And hello. Um, hi. <laughs> I feel a little rusty today. It's been a little while since I've done this. So you've done an awesome job in your last podcast with Josiah and Roman. And I want to thank you for that. I was, it was a tough subject, um, but it was something that we need to talk about. We need to have real conversations about everything. So, yeah, um, it's uh, if for any of our village, uh, yeah, villagers, for any of our <laughs> listeners, I don't know what did I, what did I say? It takes a village. Yeah, Brian. it takes a village. Uh, no, so for any of our listeners, hopefully none of you found uh, yourselves too uncomfortable listening to the subject. I, I, I thought you guys did a good job of not going too like graphic or you know too detailed um, where it would make um, people uncomfortable. So I thought you did a really good job. I, I honestly was a little leery of listening because I wasn't quite <laughs> sure where you, you were going to go with this because as we've said before, we don't really discuss anything beforehand because we want it to be fresh when we're having the conversation because just to clarify, this real world podcast is a conversation. We don't pretend to be experts in any fields. Um, we just like want to have a conversation and our primary focus is, um, the differences between millennials and boomers. And so I'm a boomer. Mom is a boomer. Son That's barely right. squeaks by in the millennial category. Yeah. So I, I self-identify as a millennial. Yes. So, so uh, that means I am one. <laughs> so today we thought we might have a little bit of fun on this episode. Um, we're going to talk about communication between men and women. And, Is uh, that considered fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not for men, but I think for women it can be, you know. Um, I think guys are a little bit serious in this, you know, like they're more factual kind of thing, whereas women are, like, it's more about the cues and the the nonverbal communication mm -hmm. and so forth. Like, they're cued into all of that, and... Um, so, I, you know, I, I think maybe it is a little bit more fun, fun for women than men in that regard. You mean, when you say that, do you mean talking and communicating in general, or do you mean this topic? Yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, I find this topic pretty fascinating. Not necessarily the differences in communication between men and women. I just find the idea of communication very interesting in general. Hmm. Well, already then. I'm, I... <laughs> It's, it's part of it. I mean, it's part of the things I have to learn in seminary, like ancient languages. Right. Genre. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Well, when I did some research for this, um, you know, I, I found one one uh, site that I thought was um, pretty good, and it was the LondonImageInstitute.com, and it identified 10 different ways men and women communicate differently. And I thought I would kind of go through those and we could just maybe talk about each one as we go along. How's sure. Okay. Well, I kind of did a similar thing. I made, okay. a, I made a list of various politically differently oriented uh, people as comments on the differences in communication between men and women. And so I think some of the ones I have are either incorrect or misunderstood. Mm. But I think that is also just... Like it's just a fun way of going through. What are the yeah. what do what do people typically say about how we communicate differently? Right. Okay. So uh, the first thing was regarding um, like how we communicate, and that that females create and maintain close relationships through talk, whereas um, uh, males exercise dominance through talk. And, and I can see that as we go on and we talk about the various things, you'll kind of see that 
And I, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, I, you know, as I look back on my life, I'm 60, you're 25. Pretty big difference in our ages in terms of um, our life experience. And, yeah. and I will also say I've seen quite a bit of change from 1961 to 2001. Okay. I'm sure. So, you know, women are far more vocal and um, assertive and so forth now than they used to be in the 60s and 70s. And that kind of started in the 80s when I was in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And um, as I've shared before, like I've been discriminated against um, as for my gender um, that I would not. I was basically told I would not get this controller's job because I was a woman. <laughs> you and, definitely proved them wrong. But, well, not only proved them wrong, but when I went to the county of Riverside, um, I'm so grateful and so thankful that, um, you know, the Lord inspired me to go there because um, it was an awesome career. Um, yeah. Wonderful pension. Love that. But I just really enjoyed it while I was there, and I feel like I had every possible opportunity. And, and I yeah. will say this, and I know this is political, but to me it's all about opportunity, not equity. Okay, we're not looking for everything to be equal because that's it, it impossible. It sounds like you offended one of the dogs because they started barking. Did. They did right when you said they that, did. and it was the female dog, right? No, oh, no, it was Gus. It was, it was Gus. Oh, it was it was your grandpup. oldest. My oldest grandpup is Gus. Yes, and, or Be no, Belzee. Onyx is older, isn't he? Yeah, Onyx is the oldest. Okay, Onyx, then Gus, then Zoe, then Bella, then Rev. Then Rev. Rev's yeah. the youngest. Revy's the youngest. As yeah. Brian is the youngest. That's yeah. his doggy. He's also maybe the bravest. Wow. He is just a, he is developed into, maybe, well, not with Gus, but he's just a dog that does not know pain. Okay. So, so here is a <laughs> he good example so of male dominance in conversation. He wants to report out that his dog, the male dog, it's more of, is it's more of a frustration. Bravest. It's more no, of a frustration. But you, you didn't even know you were leading yourself into that. But I'm telling wow. you... I feel like I'm being manipulated right now. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. It's really kind of funny that you said that because I really think that is... I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going in and out again. I'm trying to get this mic better. It's much better now. Um, I just have to stay here. So I just need to remember <laughs> to stay right in this It's okay. Spot. You're getting used to it. I'm trying. But anyway, I think that's just kind of funny because it speaks into what we were talking about. Okay. So another thing, another aspect of the differences of communication is that women tend to focus on like the big picture. Well, sorry, before, did you want to say all of them at once or did you want to uh, go with them one by one? Because well, if we, we are going one by one. Well, it's because I had, I, the first one. I had more comments for the first one. Oh, <laughs> just okay, now coming. That sounds like a woman, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's really ironic because do you know what I was going to say? Is, what were you going to say? Uh, growing up, uh, it is, I, I've always been a very interesting situation because whenever anyone said anything about gender norms, like stereotypes, like, oh, the dad's the boss or the, the mom's the submissive quiet. And I'm like, my mom, I mean, I wouldn't say my mom's the leader of the household in that sense. I think my, I think dad has a quiet Absolutely. godliness and Absolutely. leadership. Totally. Totally. But I mean, when it comes to being bold and mm -hmm. speaking your mind, like mm -hmm. <laughs> I grew up with a mom. That's mm -hmm. exactly what you did. I resemble that remark. <laughs> I do. So, so whenever it's like a lot of times, whenever I hear people say like women don't use like language with power or things like that. And I'm like, well, I feel like my mom is 
I'm just going to say, oh, I feel like you're one of the most powerful women I know. Wow. I, you know, I've actually been con- called that many times that I'm a powerful person. And now the, the challenge with that is making sure you're doing it right. You know, and oh, I yeah. haven't always done it right. That's for sure. I've certainly made my share of mistakes and I can be very intimidating because of that power. I am an eight on the Enneagram. So I'm a challenger. Mm-hmm. And when you're a woman challenger, um, other women that I know, like Shanna Palau, Melody Workman, I mean, they're eights. And so it's like you can hear that in their voice or in their strength. You know what I mean? Like you you, yeah. you just know that they're strong women and we are strong women. I mean, that's just kind of who we are. I see it in my granddaughter, totally. Like she <laughs> is really strong for a little girl. Like she, this just kind of a funny story. So this week they're, um, they're vacationing up in Mammoth. And, um, you know, Jake's all about the fishing up there. And so on the way, they stopped at Bass Pro to get the, the kids' um, fishing rods. And they went fishing, and Julia's fish was about twice the size of Jace's. Yeah, it was way bigger. Okay, now Julia is two years old. She is now telling Jace how to fish <laughs> and that she could train him and teach him how to fish. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a good little sibling smack and talk to their big brother. Well, could be, or it could just be maybe she's a little eight. I mean, I, th- I think you just said she's two. She is two. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. Oh, gosh. We really are You said to have this today. be a fun episode. That's right. We are having fun. So, and, you know, we hope you, none of you, like, get offended by this. I'm sure some of you will, but. Yeah, if at any point know. we are sexist, you can just be rest assured that we're aware that we're very sexist. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to offend every. No. We are. We are we, trying to we offend We would never everybody. intentionally try to offend anyone. No. And I think that's part of the reason why, if there's, like, a woman listener out there who's like, well, I feel like. That's not necessarily true about the first one or something like that. Or if there's a man, he feels like that's necessarily true. Just do, man, these dogs will not be quiet. He is just barking. Gus has a deep, deep bark. Yeah, he's just an upset boy. Yeah. He He must have been put outside. He probably wants front with Scott and Dad. Probably. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's barking over here, though, which is weird. Well, the neighbors, maybe they're in their pool or something. I don't know. But anyway, so just so you know, like as we go through each of these, there's obviously exceptions to every single rule. As my bro- as my Brian already said, it's not I'm like you're about exception. to call me your brother. No, I wasn't <laughs> going to say brother. I was going to say my boy um, was um, stating about how I'm an exception to the rule. I mean, there aren't a lot of female eights. I remember Pastor Matt talking about it one time, and I think it's like three percent. So yeah, that's not yeah, a whole we're, lot. We're we're not a whole lot of of female eights, and so the, the ironic aspect of being a female eight is it's like when a male is an eight it's acceptable but when a female is an yeah. eight there it's not acceptable it's like you don't want to see women in that in that um that kind of power and i i disagree i mean i love being around powerful women you know but i again, grew up with one thank you but <laughs> but i will say that sometimes like i haven't always been respectful and um, that that's probably my biggest challenge with it is to not bulldoze over people and um, to not get too caught up in what yeah. I'm doing. My my passion can sometimes overtake my personality. Can I actually say something about that too? Yes. It's something I've come to because I that's a very common stereotype. I think is that there's a lot of women who like when they are an eight, when they are the challenger type, when they're that kind of strong-minded, independent woman kind of like carry that kind of strength with them is looked down so much upon and sometimes when that's negative like you talked about it comes over comes out as bulldozing over people being rude 
but I feel like women are held to such a higher standard for that mm-hmm. when they're innate, when totally. they're that type of challenger. Where with men, like I'm also have high eight. When I'm rude, like it's more acceptable. It's just kind of like, oh, he's right. just a little bit awkward. No, so it's it's totally. not it's not me being a jerk. It's me being a little bit me just putting my foot in my mouth. So totally, and so I think you know for for those um, who I've offended, I'm sorry because it's never been my objective to offend anybody. I think if you really know me, that's not who I am. Yeah, I I think I've only ever intentionally tried to offend someone maybe once or twice in my entire life. <laughs> Well, I can't say that, to be honest with you. I'm sure I've tried to offend people <laughs> more than that. Um, well, I mean, just times I can actively... Th- I'm sure yeah. that there's been something I've tried to say to be funny and offensive. Sure, sure. Because I, I do dark humor way too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely going to be one of my Sometimes sins. I just don't even get your humor. But well, you I, mean like I the joke that I mentioned a little bit ago yeah, and then I, I just, just didn't laugh? <laughs> like I seriously, sometimes I don't understand Brian's humor. And it's not just Brian. It's like younger people because they have a different environment to base their humor on versus what you know my age group has and so i think there is a difference between millennials and boomers in that regard um it's very possible and you know and and i haven't even let's get back to the difference oh yeah between let's, men we don't want to we don't want to wait take too much time and just talk but, but i i do want to just say and we talked about this last season um when scott and tyler were on it um on the program and you know, the difference between communicating between boomers and millennials, like boomers, we would much rather prefer to have a conversation. We don't want to do all the electronic media, although sometimes that can be as, as we get older or the more we use it, the more comfortable we, you, you know, are with it. It can be effective, um, and easier. However, like from my perspective, I think it's courteous. If you send somebody a text, you send, you leave somebody a voicemail that they get back to you as soon as possible and that's just not my experience with millennials. Like, it's kind of like in their own time if they feel like it. And most of the time they don't feel like it. I mean, you're speaking to the <laughs> choir here. Two of my roommates are like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can get very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. So, that kind of plays into all of this. But right now we're just kind of talking about the differences between yeah. the way men and women communicate. No, definitely. So, the second was um getting back to that is that we tend to um focus on the big picture and men kind of focus on more like literal messages now i will say this i am a literal thinker and you know i've always said and and it might and it it certainly may be true and it it kind of goes along with me being an eight i think i've always had a little bit more testosterone than my female friends you know for the most part and it's like because i am more assertive i am I do have a certain amount of courage, boldness mm-hmm. that that other women that, that I that are friends with or just other acquaintances, coworkers, whatever, don't have. And again, I know we're all made up differently, right? And so um, I would say I'm a literal thinker, but I am a major big picture person. Like the very first thing I do in any situation is to assess the big picture. And so I really struggle when somebody starts giving me details about something when I don't even know what we're talking about. Like, I seriously freak I know. out. I, I cannot I completely it. understand what you're saying because right? I've experienced this many times in talking to you. And, and it's because I don't want to, like, I want to be able to help. But, like, I seriously, I have to file it somewhere in my brain, so I need the big picture first. I need to know, like, what are we talking about? So I think uh, another way of saying, because I think 
I think literal is a word that's misused because I think you are a big picture, big picture person. Mm -hmm. But I think when it just comes to understanding language, you're a very literal person. Like there are times if I'm sarcastic or something, you just don't pick up on my jokes. Right. Which regards Mm -hmm. that's, that's not regarding the ones where I'm just not funny. Like 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. or no, it was, that was like 20 (laughs) minutes ago. It's not funny. I just didn't get it. Well, I mean, if you, if you have to explain the joke, it wasn't a funny joke. I'm a firm (laughs) believer in that. (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying that I think instead of saying literal, I think another way of saying it is that men maybe are more detail oriented or more, maybe they compartmentalize more. I totally agree. And, and, and kind of like that goes to, and, and, you know, we've talked about this so many times in our lives because, okay, in our family, uh, Dave and I had three sons and they were about eight years apart. And so 25 to almost 33 at this point in time. Um, but growing up, like, I'll, I'll never forget it. Like, if I asked my kids or if my kids were on the way to the garage for something, and I'd say, oh, on the way back, do this, or or can you also get this? Mom, I can only do one thing at a time. I, I, I swear I've heard that, like, hundreds of times. Because we forget the other thing. Well, because, and, and that speaks <laughs> to what you were saying, and I've always said that women generally are better multitaskers. And, and I mean, I am a major multitasker. I actually I prefer to do multiple things at once. I have a, I have a real problem like, I can't just do one thing at a time. Like, I, I seriously can't. Like, I cannot just sit and watch a movie or a, a TV show. I can't. I just can't do it. Like, I, I will just fall asleep. I, I think, don't care how good it is. I, I, I think I think that is true to some extent. I do think there's another factor, potentially. And it's not necessarily for you. I don't think it's... I don't think this factor affects you as much. I think it affects more my generation and younger a lot more. And that's just a short attention span. Mm. Well, and, and I, I think I've kind of always had a short attention span too. Um, Mm, I, I feel like you can be very good about actively giving your attention. I feel like you can oh, become very good, good at being present with people. Well, that's uh, good to hear. I mean, of course, you can also be very distracted, especially whenever a few years ago when it came to like when calls the heart and <laughs> like that kind of stuff. We like whenever you were focused in, you were focused in and you ignored everything <laughs> else around you I'm for a little sorry, bit. Family, it's okay. Um, uh, I've come back to life now. But uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of similar, but it only comes to certain things like. Uh, when I play a video game, I play a video game and listen to a podcast at the same time. Yeah. When I'm eating, I have to be eating and watching a show. But when it comes to actual tasks themselves, like saying, oh, we're, let's record a podcast. I couldn't do this and then another thing at the same time. Yeah, and I agree. I, I wouldn't be able to do that either. And I, I again, I am a multitasker, but like I would want to focus as much as I can on what, what we're doing here, what we're saying here. And if I was doing something else like right now, I, yeah, who knows what you would hear on the other end. So <laughs> probably would that's be fair. very um, messy. Okay, let's move on to the next one. So this one I find interesting. So women engage in like rapport talk. So like, you know, they're, they're um, talking to like establish con- connections and so forth with each yeah. other. Whereas like men use their like talking time to gather and dispel information. Yeah, that is actually another thing that I found. Uh, actually, that's one of the ones I found the most interesting because I feel like a lot of times when I talk with people, at least with my friends, it is it isn't for information. It is just for the sake of like, as you said, rapport mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. I think when it can come to maybe more tasks or if there's like a task, something task related, 
or if it's someone you're not as familiar with, I think that's more generally true. Mm-hmm. Because I find myself a lot trying to talk with CJ or Jared just whenever they're free, just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, okay, they've yeah, been gone all day. Best buddies, yeah, so for sure. So yeah, I think I think it's important to clarify or maybe mention that like it's not all the time men are focused on that. Just like a lot of times women won't be focused on relationship stuff, and if they're in the middle of a job. They might be focused on getting information because they need that information to go do whatever job they're currently being paid to do. Mm -hmm. I would say in the workplace, I I think what's really important for women is to establish relationships within the workplace. The better relationships you establish in the workplace, the better your work environment's going to be. Because unfortunately, again, my experience is for women can get pretty petty and they get offended easily. And sometimes people are just having a bad day and you have to overlook that. You can't take yeah. everything personally like you're they meant to offend you or whatever. I'm I'm pretty sure ninety nine percent of the time that's not their intention. And yeah. it's just their who knows what's going on in, in somebody's personal life that they're struggling with. And so we need to be we need to offer that grace. Yeah, I mean I, I think I told you the story what happened when I was subbing a few days ago mm-hmm. where yeah. I, I come into work. I, I was going to one school and we're doing summer school. And then right when I was about to get there, I got a call from the school district saying, oh, I need you to go to another school. So I'm going to go to the other school and I'm going to be late because it's the other side of our city. And when I get there, I like say hi to the secretary. I'm about to try and like sign in. And the principal goes, oh, she like walks up to me. Says, oh, good. You're here. You're a sub, right? Yes, I'm a sub. Okay, let's go to the classroom. And I, I, I'm about to try and introduce her. So she kind of interrupts me and cuts me off. Like, no, it's no time. And then she's like, oh, wait, you got you to gotta go clock in. And I'm trying to explain that... The systems, the the electronic system is not working for me. And she just cuts me off. She goes, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Like she literally makes that sound and she like waves her arms <laughs> around. And I'm like, no, but seriously. And then this she does it. a major nonverbal communication. And then she does that again. <laughs> well, I guess that was verbal. <laughs> and then eventually like I have to go over and show her the error on like it just won't let me clock in mm. because I'm not, I wasn't technically assigned. I was called. And the people calling me aren't the actual sub desk. So mm-hmm. I haven't been assigned by HR to do a task. I have to physically fill in everything. All that saying, it's a funny story. Just I've never had a person who is a supervisor to me cut me off and go, rah, 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 waving their hands. <laughs> <laughs> she was having a bad day. And, it, and it's like she was probably having a bad day because mm-hmm. they needed multiple subs and people just didn't show up. Or yeah. 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 And, and so we need to extend grace. Yes. You know, now if it's something that you observe that behavior ongoing, then that's a different story. That is also true. That right. th- Then you might want <laughs> to maybe, oh, actually, I, w- I wouldn't know how to broach the chain of command. I would probably have to ask someone for advice with that kind of situation. <laughs> well, the next one is about like when women talk to each other, um, you know, they usually talk about family uh, people and so forth, whereas men usually talk about action and conflict. And I think about like like with your dad and I, it's like if he's having a conversation with like Kevin or somebody at work, they're usually talking about guns or hunting or mm-hmm. something mechanical or whatever. And, you know, if I'm talking to somebody at work, I'm talking to them about our family and what's going on. <laughs> that scared me for a second. Sorry. Okay. Um, so, sorry, we were just interrupted. <laughs> Bilzy can't decide if she wants in or out. Right. She can't. So, we, we're trying to, we have got a bunch of things going on today at the house, and we're actually recording here at our 
our home, yep. and uh, this is the first time we've ever done it here. Hey, so you're, we've you're got okay, barking girl. dogs, yapping yeah. dogs. Although we have had that at up least there it's, as well. At, at least it's not my barking dog. That's Actually, true. whenever if you ever listen to the podcast, I'm I, I'm listening to uh, or I'm making with CJ and Jared. There's a there's a time where Revan's barking throughout. He's just upset being outside for so long mm-hmm. while we're recording for a sure. couple hours. Sure. And there's one por- one portion where someone says something about like their son. Yeah, do you want to go turn <laughs> turn off the Roomba? Now Roomba's going on. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a quick 10-second uh, break as we try and turn off the Roomba. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was really funny. <laughs> ben, it would have been really funny if Bella started just... She was really starting to get a little bit anxious because she does not like it. Well, she also hears the dogs outside barking. We have somebody coming to fix the counter in the kitchen, and they're here right now. So we've just got a bunch of things going on right now. Uh, So sorry, we were, which one were we on again? Because I had a comment, I just couldn't remember. Yeah, we were talking about like women focus on conversations with like people, family, guys are more about like action, conflict, that kind of thing. Yeah, actually, I I fully agree with that for a lot. Uh, Think about how we tell stories. Mm-hmm. Or uh, how like we compliment fish stories, or how we compliment, like, or just say like I'm just say if I'm telling a story, I'm always telling a story about an event. Mm-hmm. If you're telling a story, you might be telling me about people. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, it's when true. I think that's very a lot true. of times when guys compliment, uh, it, it's a lot, a lot of times about what they did, not how they look or like something about them as a character with women. It seems to be more about something about their character or their appearance Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. men. It's like nice swing with women. It's more like, Oh, you look great today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. I agree with that. Okay. So then our next um, item, our fifth one is that um, women tend to confirm like the feelings of other people. Whereas uh, guys usually just kind of uh, focus on their own, problems and downplay um others in the conversation they're kind of more self-focused yeah i think i mean i think that's very true but i wonder i wonder if that's something that's actually more intrinsic or if that's something that's just purely societal because i think that's Mm -hmm. very much a societal thing that's been passed down for a lot of different cultures I just don't. I think this all ties it together. Once we get to the end of these, I think they, there's just like a theme for you know men and women. Again, generally, there's exceptions to every rule. Just like we said before about me being an eight, female eight, there's 3% of us. So, Well, I think a part of it, though, is because that one was you're talking about that women tend to be more affectionate is what you said, right? Which one? How did you describe it? No, they, we just confirm. Confirm, like, sorry. Confirm uh, give feelings. affirmations. Yes, and af- when more affirmations. Men try and give yes. more advice. Yeah, or, or, they me- just, or, focused, they're, or they're just self-focused. Or self-focused. Not so much focused on others, but they're focused on themselves. And I think part of the reason for that is, at least in our society, and I think most of Western civilization, is that if a man is vulnerable or emotional, he's looked down on. Uh, true not so much and today but certainly when i was younger oh I, yeah i, I, I have men and crying yeah. was just not a combination that you ever wanted to see in public i feel like i've seen or heard a lot of women who'll make fun of a man for being vulnerable hmm. well that's probably true that's and it's yeah no, it's, but uh, that's the same concept of like yeah. women being assertive and yeah. vocal and 
and and brave and you know it's the opposite you know what i mean like for the gender so yeah it, yeah. it was just mainly me wanting to say that I don't know. I feel like I feel like men and young men specifically, like you know, when they're in high school or middle school, early adult, I feel like we're told to not be emotional. Mm-hmm. And that if we want to share our emotions, it has to be with a woman. Hmm. Or if you're like a gay dude uh, mm-hmm. with a, like your romantic partner. Hmm. Like that's the only person that we're societally told that we can really share our feelings with. Hmm. Because think, think of like how normal it is for like dads to not share their emotions with a lot of the, even their kids. Like, think yeah, about well, it. Yeah. I mean, I think that overall that's true. But again, I think that's part of our makeup. I mean, this is the way the Lord made us. And so one of the things that I get really frustrated with is how, you know, society wants everything, this whole equ- this whole concept of equity. Things aren't equitable. Men are different from women, you know? And so I think th- the sooner we accept that and then, like, accentuate it, like... um look look at it positively i think the better we are you know the better off we are all are and i i I just get really frustrated with with society um like trying to effeminize men and that that, you know that that's been going on for decades now and it's like you know what we need strong men we need Mm -hmm. strong leaders in the home and so, um, but, but I think a big part of strength is being able to be vulnerable. Totally, totally. And, and, but I think uh, yeah. at the right time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? I'm not saying for a man to go around as a sobbing mess all the time. That sounds more like he's depressed mm-hmm. and that he should probably see a counselor, mm-hmm. but just more so, I don't know. I, cause I, I have a very strong picture of masculinity and vulnerability and being able to not necessarily being emotional, but being in touch with your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing how you feel. I mean... Totally. Yeah, that's very important. Because when I'm in seminary, uh, I had to take a... One of my first classes was a class on counseling. And our professor for that class was an actual psychologist. Mm -hmm. He was an actual full-time counselor. He just taught because Mm -hmm. the school asked him to, and he was willing. Kind of like an adjunct. Yeah. Yeah, and he was really smart. And one of the things he said is that a lot of times men will not know how they feel emotionally they'll feel physically before they feel emotionally Mm -hmm. like if they're stressed they won't know they're stressed because they don't understand what the feeling of stress means but they'll feel a tightness in their chest and in their stomach Mm. and so as sometimes for a lot of guys it could be easier to ask them how they're physically feeling before they're even aware of they're going through like a depressive episode or anxiety or, and so I want to say like, I want to affirm, I think it's okay for men for if say fully say God fully designed men to be more focused on the advice or more of the leadership dynamic and everything on that. And then women are more focused on the uh, affirming side of when you're sharing. I think that's okay. But I think as a society, we've, worsened or we've corrupted whatever maybe god made us meant to be because mm-hmm. i feel like we're condemned like like we oh, talked I about i just i don't for, condemnation for i think is pretty strong maybe so yeah I, maybe I it's a little bit too strong like, i feel like a lot of men are looked down upon if they're vulnerable no, or emotional but, yeah but i think there's vulnerability but but controlled vulnerability i mean you can't just be out there weeping at the you know throw of a hat kind of thing you know what i mean like you have to but but i wouldn't expect that of women either 
You know what I mean? Like you have to learn to control it. We all have times in our lives where we are uncontrollable in various ways, but um, you know, one would hope that we could control ourselves the majority of the time. Yeah, but it's it's more so just to say, like, because I I was a pretty emotional teenager. Like I got more so than your brothers, but but you know what I always say, it's because you weren't doing as much physical activity as your brothers. Your brothers played baseball for years. You kind of stopped doing the black belt, um, your martial arts. And so you did a little bit of golf, but my point is I really think that physical exercise really plays into it. And I encourage every mother of boys to encourage them boys to be doing something physical every single day. And I see it with my grandchildren. And I agree with that. I think if I had been go, being more active besides just track and field in high school, mm-hmm. I probably would have been better. That said, whenever I, one of my peers as a girl had an emotional breakdown of some kind, any sort of normal teenage hormonal breakdown, mm-hmm. most of the time it wasn't really looked down on. It was like, oh, she's just going through puberty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. With, a no. guy, with boys, it was... I get it. Like, how dare no. you? How dare you cry? I, no, I get it. I get it. That's societal norms, right? And yeah, so, yeah, it was just yeah. But but I think there is an element um, in biology as well. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Yeah, we don't. Now, I'm going to debunk number six. Okay, number six is women prefer to speak in private, and men like to speak in public. And I would say with your dad and I, it's the opposite. I have no problem speaking publicly. Um, I'm an open book. I have no problem sharing things about myself um with the world because i feel like if they can learn from my experiences then all the better dad's more of a private person and he's only going to share with people maybe within church group or close friends or something like that so now i would say i think because i've heard six before i think six is conditional when you're in a relationship i think that tends to be more normative if you're a married straight couple i don't know uh I i don't see what but because when I think when it's just, if it's, it, well, it's more of like a lot, because a lot of women do let the husband lead. So when they're in public, a man will tend to take on that responsibility of speaking for both of them more. Wrong. I'm just saying, like, just sorry, how, nobody's uh, going to speak for me. That's fine. I'm just letting you know, as, yeah, as, as, you, as you I'm said before. I'm just saying I debunked it. So I'm, I'm just like, I don't agree J- Just with because that. you're an exception doesn't mean it's not general rule of that's, thumb. That's true. I'm just saying for me, it's not my experience, even not even outside of our relationship. It's like with others, I, you know, I think it depends on the role. You know, your role shapes your behavior. So I think I... I um, go back to a lot of my my roles um you know like in the workplace and i had to do public speaking all the time and so like you know i've just never had an issue with it and so i mean so there are a lot of women in that position and so again i think yeah whether you're talking about a, a public relationship or a private relationship maybe there is a distinction um you know i think about teachers many teachers are women and they're, t- you know, talking in public all the time. Yeah, again, it was, again, to emphasize, when I've heard this before, it was always in the context of the couple being together. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been like if you and dad were in public together and in private together. Mm-hmm. That, again, though, I think you're absolutely right. You definitely, you and dad definitely don't fit that rule of thumb. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. Dad's much more of a someone who would speak to you in private, and Definitely. then you're much more you you're fine with speaking your mind straight mm-hmm. from the get go in front of everyone. I will say this though, not on social media. Yeah. I, oh yeah. One of the things that <laughs> I really struggle with, or and this is this is your generation, the millennials that you. go out there and they share all these personal details of medical things, um, personal emotional things, how they're feeling that day. And it's it's I think it's less of an issue now simply because younger people have moved away from Facebook and it's I'm talking mostly about Facebook because that's more of a conversational platform. Um, Twitter, but Twitter's a good example. You know, like people just put everything out there and it's like yeah. why are you sharing all these details of your yep. personal life to the world? You know, it's unnecessary and it's just unbecoming. I Let agree. Me just say that. I agree with that. Yeah. There's, yeah, and but I also want to clarify for number six. I do agree with you. I don't think that's generally accurate. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a just of in a very specific circumstance. I can yeah. see that being true. Mm-hmm. I think generally speaking, people are can be comfortable with both or yeah, neither it's your or personality type. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's purely if that is true, that would only be true in a straight heteronormative sure relationship so the next item number seven is um that women are used to sharing all their thoughts whereas um men um often keep thoughts to themselves because they don't consider they're worthy of attention that's interesting what do you think about that okay well i think that's a lot of projecting on number seven not to say from (laughs) you whoever wrote the men portion i think that's a lot of projecting Mm. uh because yeah. I, I have a lot over. of friends that don't share like all their thoughts so i don't know that i agree with number seven at all yeah i feel like there's a lot of women like she'll be unnamed but there was a girl i was friends with in high school she would never share all of her thoughts because she was someone who was just not assertive like she if like you could just say like yeah let's go do this and she would totally not want to do that and she you would just be able to steamroll over her and i was gonna say that's true of all women or anything but it's like I feel like you're definitely one of the strongest women I've known, but I feel like I've also known or been friends with a lot of women who, unless I specifically ask them a detailed question, they will not give me a straightforward answer. Hmm. In which case, I would clarify, well, if you're not giving straightforward answers, then you're not giving all your thoughts. Well, and I think also on this is, um, I think this is a situation where, like, where, you know, they're implying... I think the implication is this is women talking to women and men talking to men because like, that's yeah, very possible. I think women might go into more details about their personal lives with their friend, female friends, whereas guys might more focus on stuff or events or something. That's just more <laughs> of an adventure. Stock won't stop barking. Uh, no, I, I agree with that, I, but I, I wasn't even thinking in terms of necessarily talking. This, I guess, is another difference between us communicating is <laughs> you were imagining talking for the sake of talking almost. I was mm-hmm. imagining talking for a reason. Like if you're trying to communicate. <laughs> What's wrong with talking for the sake of talking? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I do it a I lot. I resemble that remark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's, I think it's more so when I imagined this situation saying, oh, a woman not sharing all the details. I think it's getting to, I think in my head it's almost maybe more like whenever you tell me to do something and then it's like, oh, yeah, go do this. But you don't give me all the details of doing the task. So in my head is you're not sharing all your thoughts. You just gave like the general. you just already know. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's a part of it. But I, so I think 
Yeah, I think I like I, like I said, I think this isn't necessarily true that much. I think it can be true. I think you're right though. It's more women with women and men with men. Yeah, I think so. I think that point really speaks more to that. And because with the men with men one, if men typically share largely for information, if a man doesn't mm-hmm. think the information is mm-hmm. valuable, he won't right. share it. Right. Exactly. Right. And so whereas women might focus on more I don't say intimacy in terms of their their spouse but i mean like just details like with respect to fashion and things like that they'll go into yeah a level of detail that men couldn't be bothered with yeah they'll they'll and i mean that's why there's the stereotype of women knowing all these range of colors right it's right. They, they have that stream of thought being willing to speak about is oh there's this yes. and this and this right and right yeah sounds good Okay, so number eight. I think I think this one's really interesting, and I, I think this is probably true for the most part. Females, like, they sit close to and look directly at um, other people when they're speaking, and men sit at angles to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> Well, I just think, you know, it seems like women maybe seem like they're a little bit more comfortable with each other in terms of like sitting and having a conversation because, um, you know, one of the things that I also read elsewhere is like they're okay with like touching each other, you know, whereas guys are more like standoffish, not like, you know, yeah, church or hugging stuff like that, but outside of the church. Um, friendships and so forth, you're probably not just hugging other guys. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that where not necessarily I feel that way because I, I I very much am someone who's very touch-friendly, especially mm-hmm. with guys. I'm not mm-hmm. very touch-friendly with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obvious exception being mm-hmm. my mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. who I hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of guys who just, they don't share affection with each other necessarily. They don't show physical touch. I'm, I I I don't know about the whole angling thing. Uh, I know I don't know if this was number nine or ten, but is there nine or ten about eye contact? Because that that relates to what I'm about to say. I don't want to jump ahead. You know what? It's it's not on here, but I did read that elsewhere. Is that that women generally like to make the eye contact and yeah. guys don't? Yeah, because uh, men men can be looking all over everywhere and they're just taking in uh, physical stimuli as they're speaking and thinking through things. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas women do tend to, when they're having a conversation, they tend to make direct eye contact. Again, that speaks to what we also yeah. talked about earlier is with the women, it's more about the relationship. And so they know the eye contact, the touching and so forth. It's more about the relationship with each other and with, than it is, yeah. um, like you said, taking an assessment of the surroundings and everything. Yeah, and I think a part of that is a lot of times women will then their body language will then be pointed towards the person in some way or they'll be adjacent to the person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where with men body language can be anywhere Mm -hmm. i've never really heard of men being angled i've actually heard more of that about women where if like uh two women are talking and they're like the woman will face the other woman or they'll turn their body slightly to Mm -hmm. the other woman if they can't be uh, like next to each other where with men like, you could have them be one behind the other, and, and they wouldn't turn or anything. They could just have a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's two guys in a movie theater, one guy just leaning forward a little bit, and they're just chatting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one's kind of interesting. Um, number nine is that women have a goal of being liked, and the guys have a goal of being respected. 
I prefer the word feared. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I think so. I think ego is a bigger issue for guys. And so that respect is something that's um, really important. It all kind yeah. of flows together. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think that generally makes sense. In my head, I'm trying to... Because when I think about it, I definitely agree with myself. But I think... You agree with yourself? I mean, agree with that about myself. Oh, okay. But I think part of it is also because I've been a sub for years. And with when you're a sub for a long period of time, it's a tug of war of trying to... Uh, take students respect and have like them to listen to your authority because they're not used to you. You're subbing in for another teacher. Mm -hmm. So it can be an uphill battle all day trying mm -hmm. to get the mm -hmm. classes respect. Gosh, sounds like a challenge. I love it. That would be my <laughs> goal every day to just kind of like get them all to like me. Right. So I, mean, I don't care but, if they respect me, but they better like me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and no, they better respect but, me but too. I'm saying no, but it's <laughs> it's interesting though because one of the ways I do my best to get respect is by trying to make people like me. Because mm -hmm. yeah. when I think they about it, I don't. Do. Go ahead. I don't. I don't. I don't care about the stu if the students like me or not. I mean, I don't want them to hate me. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to listen to me. Mm -hmm. But I know it's more efficient to be funny or to be a little bit sassy. Uh, Maybe occasionally make a joke about a student if they're being a jerk. Uh, mm -hmm. Like that's like that's how I handle troublemakers. Is I give them a sarcastic comment and <laughs> make them feel a little bit bad mm -hmm. instead of like writing mm -hmm. them up or something. Uh, being just enough to like everyone to kind of laugh. Just but it it tries to endear people, and then when oh sorry I'm being sorry, loud. He's being loud. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it just sounded really loud I didn't to mean me. To. I was trying to command respect. <laughs> I was using my teacher voice. Oh my goodness! Uh, wow. No, I, what I was trying—I kind of lost my train of thought. But sorry, I, no, it's okay. I was—if I was being loud, I don't want to get too loud. I don't want to blow people's ears off. Well, I think you were just passionate about what you were saying because it's something that you're actively doing right now. Yeah, so. and I think more so it's trying to win students over through getting them to like me, and then with that, then they can respect me. Because a lot of teenagers just don't care about the chain of command too much. That's kind of who they are. They're all rebellious. Mm -hmm. And so I think getting them to like me through that way. And then when I can, I'll be respectful or I'll be uh, loving towards them. Mm -hmm. And I'll also do my best to endure them that way. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, that was all my thoughts. Okay. I guess I agree with it. He's not going to talk anymore today. He has no more thoughts. They were all your thoughts. Sorry. I couldn't resist that. Hey, so number 10 trying to roll this because we're at 46 minutes right now number 10 <laughs> um in same-sex groups females are more likely to acknowledge the points made by others whereas in guys are more likely to interrupt heckle and insult each other <laughs> i definitely agree with that <laughs> um I, you know i would say generally that's true i mean you, that's one of the things i mean that is the difference you know, I've been around guys my whole life. And so, yeah, there is just something about guys wanting to do that with each other. And women, it seems like more often than not, they do try to lift each other up. The ironic thing there, though, is that but then they'll turn around and, like, talk, stab you in the back after the fact. And so, I'm not saying all women, of course. And, oh, yeah. You know, but I'm just saying as a general rule, yeah, it is a little different. So, on the surface, it's very nicety. 
And um, I, I think the converse of the guy's version is because we can be jerks to each other for as a joke. And but then it's like, we know we don't really mean it. And we'll we got each other's backs when it, it really comes down that, to it. And that's exactly right. And I have to say this. And it's like, sorry, my my women friends. But um, I've always preferred working with men because that very same reason, like you just knew where they were. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for giving me sons, because like <laughs> while they can be challenging when they're toddlers and they're all over the place and you're all over the place having to, to follow behind them. I find them so much easier because you know where they are and what they're doing. Like, you know, they read like a book. And so with women and I can see that with my granddaughter, it's like, man, they're just all over the place. And it's, I can't remember the line from the movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Never but, watched it. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And that was so, Drew Barrymore? No, no, no. It's with no. Kate Hudson and... I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Michael McConaughey? Oh yeah, you, you, okay. Anyway, Goldie <laughs> Hawn's daughter. You know, that, that is, that, that, that makes it even <laughs> further from me. <laughs> well, There's anyway, a person named Goldie Hans. I just, I can't remember <laughs> what his line was, but I remember just seeing his hands flying up because she, she, she turns wacko because she's trying to get him to dump her. Right. So they have this bet. And so, um, she has, she just acts really like needy and strange and everything like that. But he's really into her, and so he's really trying to make it work. But he also has a bet going on. So I really highly recommend the movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. And um, so anyway, I just remember him, like, flinging his hands in the air saying, like, she's a freaking something, you know. She's just a whack job. And I don't remember the terms <laughs> that he used, but, you know, sometimes I see that with women. It's like, we're just all over the place. And I've certainly been there myself. And um, he's shaking, Brian's shaking his head. He knows. Um, yeah, our emotions can be kind of all <laughs> over the place. Call me out in front of everyone. Well, it's true. That's really, I'm calling myself out. So, um, but anyway, so I, I do think there are differences, but again, there are exceptions to every rule. I, yeah. I thought also, um, one of the things that I wanted to um, just um, bring to your attention is... There is actually some biological. There's there's a, there's there's a lot of different points that that can be made, but I thought um, we could bring some science into it. Again, I don't claim to be an expert, so this research. You're not a brilliant scientist. I'm not. So this is also from the LondonImageInstitute.com, but just some potential reasons as to why the differences between us. Um, so the anterior cortex is larger in women than men, and that can lead more time spent to like ruminating and processing uh, for women than men. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is that women have a larger, it's called a corpus callosum, and that means like um, just less linear thinking than men. And then testosterone has a much different effect on men than women um, because we both, both when men and women have testosterone, it's just that men have more. And I believe so. I, I, I believe so. I mean, our focus is estrogen and yours is testosterone, but we, we do have testosterone. Yeah. Um, so when men lose testosterone, um, they, they lose testosterone when they experience a setback and then, but they gain it back when they experience success and so I thought this was kind of interesting. They said that this might explain why men often seek solitude after a challenging day. 
Whereas I think women probably want to call their friends and talk about it. You know, talk about their day. And it helps, like, to, to talk through these things. Like, what they're experiencing and what they're going through. Like, frankly, dad does not, does not even understand how long I can talk to my friends. Like, I can, be, I can talk literally all day. We can just talk about stuff. We can talk about our pantry. We can talk about our silverware. I mean, we can talk about trivial little things that guys probably could care less about although i say that but they could talk about like details of hunting i I hear jake and dad talk about things that yeah i'm like who cares (laughs) they do anywho um (laughs) sorry oh thanks for sharing that we're definitely not scientists but i mean that that's there are there are physical biological differences between men and women that we should acknowledge absolutely like regardless of your take on gender whether it's a social contract or something made and bestowed on us by god biological sexes are still existent and Mm -hmm. we should acknowledge it and respect it so that way we can still do our best to function as a society and in families and with friends Mm -hmm. absolutely Absolutely. Did you have any um, final thoughts, Mr. Shooty? I did. I wanted, as always, like to share a couple Bible verses. I figured these would be two good ones because we're talking about communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, James one nineteen, or at least the latter half of it. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry. Oh, man. I think I got those backwards. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about this a group the other night. Unfortunately, yeah, I have been um, the opposite of that many times. I think, I mean, I, I, I know you probably feel particularly convicted, but I think as just someone who has been teaching a lot mm-hmm. and as someone who's just getting slightly older, I think almost everyone is guilty of this. Hmm. Uh, maybe not quick to get angry, but I feel like everyone is very slow to listen and everyone's very quick to speak about what they think. Mm-hmm. And most people, like not everyone's uh, quick to get angry, but I think, but I think a lot of people definitely don't adhere to the other two mm-hmm. totally uh then the other one was proverbs twenty one twenty three. whoever keeps their mouth and their tongue keeps themselves out of trouble in other words the first I guess i'm gonna be in trouble then <laughs> and something important is that the first word for keeps in hebrew is oh is it uh i believe it is shema if i'm trying to remember off the top of my head I could be wrong on that, but it's also like the same word to like guard or to mm. uh, watch. Mm. It's like for like if you're a prison guard kind of thing and you're mm. watching the people in jail. Okay. It's what that's by saying it's keeps by the in that like that idea of like mm. if you're guarding your tongue and you're guarding your mouth, you'll mm-hmm. get you'll keep yourself from being in trouble. So saying as long as you're mindful <laughs> of what you're right. doing and what you're communicating, right? You'll you'll hopefully overcome a lot of these things that are generally true, maybe not always true, but generally are true about men Mm -hmm. and women Mm -hmm. that can get us in hot water with each other. Sure. Well, I hope you all had fun with us. uh, This was an enjoyable um, podcast to record with my son, Brian. That is my name. And I do hope that um, we can get some feedback from you if you have any comments, suggestions, remarks, have any ideas for any new podcasts. Um, we'd love for you to send us an email to realworldpod at gmail.com. That's realworldpod at gmail.com. To clarify, I believe you mean episodes, not just brand new podcasts. Oh, that's true. <laughs> episodes, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, you might have a new idea for a podcast. That's too, true. So, if you, you want to share us your uh, brilliant million-dollar idea, you can always <laughs> you can always share it with us. Absolutely. 
So with that, we thank you for joining us today and wish you the best. Have a great day, guys.